This is there this is, is quite literally a ball of flame sitting on the counter. So my first inclination is okay. Do we have flour? No flour. Sitting up there with all the other appliances and shit. And I said, if this bitch jumps to another thing, we could have another problem on our hands. So I reached to the back of the, the air fryer to try and unplug it so that if I need to throw water on this motherfucker, that the water's at least not gonna <laughs> not gonna send me into the hospital. And here I am, I reached behind that bitch and it was a wrap. That thing kissed my face, it was over. I was combing burnt hairs out of my face for like <laughs> at least for a day. It's crazy, man. Crazy. Dude, what is up with you? You keep hitting the mute button? What's going on? Yeah, so here's the thing. I've never used these headphones before, like ever. And <laughs> why, in, in, why is it why is it with me that you want to test out new shit? What the fuck? Yeah, so I um I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do um Sean's podcast. It never even occurred to me that I need a mic because I'm on Zoom and Teams all day and I don't use one. So like oh, I, you would think that I would know this from doing this for like three years or whatever, but Something you know, I guess old habits don't die hard, they die quickly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, why have I never met uh Miss Keisha? I perused her Facebookery and she seems very much like the kind of person that I would send memes to, Sean. And I'm upset with you for your lack of uh sharing of your friends. No, 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 no. That is that is not only incorrect that I've is not accurate I've listen that is not only incorrect that is inaccurate there has been plenty of your foolishness that you've tagged me in that i've tagged her and said this ah, okay. seems like something that you this okay. seems like something that you would do okay because yeah, yeah, yeah. i met all she's, the i met all the other people and i'm like this this gem has been sitting here the whole time <laughs> she's and she's much she's much a meme connoisseur like yourself with those damn dad jokes it's Absolutely. a shame, but you know, it is what it is. Who are you talking about me? Absolutely, of course. Of course. Yeah. All good things. All good things. I mean, you know, nah, it, I don't, post don't, something don't and he's that. there every time. That. So you would think, like, it doesn't matter. Nah, you just, you just be showing up in my goddamn DMs with some foolishness. It doesn't matter to McDonald's whether you, every time you feel like you want a cheeseburger, you go to McDonald's and you buy the cheeseburger and then you take a bite and throw it out the window. It doesn't fucking matter. To You've me. already gotten it. Okay. So I've already spoiled and poisoned myself is what you're telling me. I'll make point. sure to, de- to, make sure to delete all of your incoming messages from here That's on out. Because of <laughs> What's going on, family? Thank you guys for taking the time out to kick it with the ITB and friends, you know who I am. I'm Big O, Mr. In the Black himself, but I'm joined by some very special friends tonight in the clubhouse. First up, Mr. Spin Doctor, aka the press secretary, Mr. Press Secretary, aka Vernon Blanson V. What's going on, man? It's good to be here, man. Thank you for uh, for having me. Uh, I I welcome the opportunity to act a little ignorant uh, on the podcast again. It's been a while. <laughs> I appreciate you as always. And first time solo on the show. It is your mama's favorite mama, aka the hip hop mom, aka Keisha with a Y. Keisha, what's going on? Nothing. Just on my recovery. Road from the Roots Picnic. I'm old and uh, festival life is not for me, but I do do that pilgrimage once a year. <laughs> she, listen, listen, don't let Tired. her fool you. She talks there are this pictures bullshit. pictures on the internet of me sleeping under a tree. But she, like, is, she literally goes to a concert, if not every weekend, every other weekend. So she's, talk, so she's summertime, talking all this shit. Summertime, springtime, summer's concert. <laughs> Wintertime. It doesn't matter what time. I just though. found out today that Snoop and Too Short are going to be here. And I didn't even know about it. So I just bought tickets. Keisha, I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you both, man. And if you're checking this out on YouTube, go ahead and hit that thumbs button, uh, thumbs up button, finesse that thing. It is free for you cheap bastards out there, but it goes a long way for us. Hit that subscribe as well so that you don't miss out on the next video. Um, and we wanna say thank you to all our patrons, all those folks that contribute, keeping it real with us. We love you, we thank you, we can't say thank you enough. You help us to keep the lights on and continue to help us produce strong, independent black media like this. So thank you guys once again. Now, I, I 
wanted to bring these two shenaniganizers on the show so that we can try and have. Um, he, made, he made that shit up. He made that shit up. I just want to ask, is that an Anita Baker t-shirt? Yeah, Sean, tell him about that. Tell him about that. I, I mean, I know the story, but I just, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, I just, I'm not a huge <laughs> buyer unless it's like somebody that I really, really love, right? I could probably, listen, listen, or the listen, underliers, listen. I could probably go to Target and there's a t-shirt there. Like, listen, a good listen, 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 I am, I am, this dude I am. has a whole ass Anita Baker t-shirt on y'all. Plays into our discussion for the evening. It is, it is an Anita Baker sweatshirt. Thank you very much. It's probably oh, worse. Don't, that's worse. Yeah, that's probably worse. You dropped some guap on that shit. <laughs> listen, yeah. listen, listen. I am... I'm going to first off say that, that Vernon is a bastard for bringing that up. But because he's already brought... You wore the, the shirt, Sean. What did you say? You didn't say... You didn't compliment me on the sweatshirt. She said, didn't either. Yes. She didn't either. I just asked the question. Do you see how this dude? You see how he deflected? You see how he's deflected? This dude, hey. this dude is you're masterful. I see that you do this for a living. And honestly, I was the first one on air to bring it up. See, so I just asked the question. I didn't say a so, word. Is what it is. Yeah. So we wanted to actually have a conversation. Um, well, I don't want to take too much away. Um, I'm gonna let Key kick it off. She had a, an idea about what we should be having a conversation about tonight. So why don't you oh, explain so what the deal is? Hip Hop Mom has kids, duh. Um, I'm raising three boys, 19, 20, almost 21. Um, they have a completely different view of gender identity. Um, and I'm also a huge hip hop head and trying to keep with, and my son's also an artist. So I try to keep up as much as I can with the, the, the new stuff and the kids and what they're doing um, for him. Because any other time I listen to like, you know, golden era, but the, there is a folding in or an evolution of the definition in their eyes of masculinity um, and then when that trickles up and back to our generation, just like uh, I call them grumpy old hip hopsters, um, they don't like it. They don't they don't like it. Um, and it, it is uh, a whole lot of theories, conspiracy theories, theories around why it is and why it's happening and what it means and all of this stuff. So um because, uh, frankly, my 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 kids wear I let them wear, if they want to wear nail polish and dangling earrings and go the fuck ahead. But just remember that, and it it was um that was a huge moment for me because my dad's uber masculine, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and he loves them so much, and to see him not give them hell for those types of uh, surface things, um. It was a huge moment because I was doubtful. Um, and as a parent, you got to pick your battles, right? I don't yeah, like. I do know. Absolutely. You got to pick your battles. It's fashion, basically. It's their decision. Um, I'll let them do whatever they want to with their hair. Like I just twisted my son's hair yesterday and put purple Rick James beads in it. So um, it is what it is. And he's still a man. Like he, that's what he is so uh hmm. yeah there's a lot of um conversation around especially in our community especially in especially especially in the hip-hop community what masculinity means and the definition of that its impact on Actually, nothing, but people feel like it has an impact There's on some something. Sort of impact on something. Down, you know, some yeah. downstream and something. Yeah, yeah, something, something, something. Go ahead, so, what do you think? So I think the important thing to kind of start with, with all of this, right, is that, at least in my opinion, there, since, since the evolution of time, but going back to like, let's say the 50s of rock and roll and all that, the styles always changed. And somebody always had something to say about it. Like your mm -hmm. your great uncle probably had conk in his hair, right? And his hair was right. slicked back and all that. And at the time, women liked the way it looked on men, but other men would say you were soft or other words that you know I won't use here. 
And I think mm -hmm. that I think the issue is is that the the definition of uh, inclusivity and style and all of that kind of converges and it changes mm -hmm. over time. So mm -hmm. you know, off air, let's take you behind the curtain a little bit. We were talking about the the Rihanna photo and we were talking about the Jonathan Majors thing where he has a, like the go go mm -hmm. boots and all that. I found the Jonathan Majors photo to just be weird looking. I, I didn't think mm -hmm. it wasn't masculine. It just kind of looked weird. But um, did you me. know that that he was styled after a uh, anime character? An anime character, yeah. I didn't. And see, the context in that matters, mm -hmm. right? But yeah. nobody um, cared. No, no, no. It didn't matter. Like, it was one of the first things that I saw as a rebuttal to the bullshit that was being said about that photo shoot. And they didn't care. Although well, no, so, so, the same blurs that watch anime and they watch Marvel and they watch like Captain America has on a fucking like a leotard body suit. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, stuff. like the comparisons, I don't understand them. The, and the they're illogical though, to me. The reason why I say the context matters, at least for me, is because I remember reading an interview where Michael B. Jordan said he filmed the movie in the style of anime. So when yeah. you told me that, I was like, oh, now the whole thing kind of makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Now, does that mean that I should be informed or that other people should be more informed before they make a judgment? Absolutely. But the but if you know the whole story of the movie, right, if you're not just going and paying your money to watch the movie and say, oh, I didn't like that, I did like this, right. if you know how they sort of directed and what he was going for, then that makes sense, right? Now, mm -hmm. the Rihanna photo, to me, with, uh, what's the guy's name? I don't even know the guy's name. No. ASAP Rocky. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. That's a family photo. I see stuff like that all the time on Facebook and don't nobody say nothing. Oh, Beyonce right. Beyonce took a picture. Beyonce took a picture wrapped in flowers, right? And everybody tried to emulate that photo. And ASAP Rocky is in a photo with his family. And people were tripping mm -hmm. as if rappers don't wear leather all the time. LL well, Hulte no, no, no. I don't stuff. think it it was the it and, and we talked about the, this off. Yeah, the right? angles and it all was that. The yeah. Like Jonathan Majors was the match and Wiz Khalifa was like the lighter fluid to the fire yeah. right and yeah. so the the comments on that photo were the position oh, oh, back up for a second back up for a second what do you mean Wiz Khalifa what is not Wiz, Wiz Khalifa ASAP no, Rocky, uh, Rocky. Uh, right. Rocky okay, no. okay. I tried yeah, I just so wanted Sean, to make sure I thought I was missing no I, I was I thought I was missing something I thought there was some sort no, no, of no no uh, no ASAP Rocky sorry it's not Wiz Khalifa okay no no but it was his positioning behind Rihanna that right. was the 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 bullet right that yep, people were yep. talking about that it, it's some kind of somehow oh they're trying to diminish the black man and they're trying to diminish his his head as the head of the black family right head of the black family and it's I nerve just, oh, that was it, the, that was the it main is, main it, to be honest with that. you man when you start seeing these types of conversations happening on social media it is not only triggering in some aspects but exhausting in many many others right because you have to have i won't say you have to have but you end up falling into a trap of having conversations with people that know nothing about absolutely fucking nothing right if you, you look at that been outside of new jersey nigga. my guy <laughs> the, the the cover but if we're going to be accurate about it like let's be extreme let's Let's focus in on it. This was a cover story. This was a cover because Rihanna was the subject of the article from Jump Absolutely. Street. So yeah. why Absolutely. the fuck would you have him at the front if the article is about her and her family? Like because it doesn't make like logically it doesn't right make any sense. I also want to just briefly just jump into how these types of conversations and this type of inane assholery is the cause for me well let me not do that let me not be let me not be hyperbolic but is the cause in some instances for the suicide rate in our country amongst black men black men well, in america are four times more likely than black women to commit suicide the and youth how between how 15 and 24 is mm -hmm. 60 times more likely than their white counterparts to commit suicide. Okay. There You're we go. not going to tell me that we're not having these conversations and that they're leading to people feeling some sort of way, like they can't be their true and expressive selves. And you're talking to some, this is coming from someone who had these, this way of thinking when I was mm -hmm. younger, but. Mm -hmm. I was a young man and I grew out of that because I know that every individual is different. You don't put these types of quote unquote labels on people 
unless right. they're just. You don't call someone necessarily gay or soft unless they're ne- they're gay or soft. It's not just blanketly throwing these types of labels on everybody just because they don't fit this weird and arbitrary mode of what you think that a man should be. I see. I see you. V. What well, do you got to say? So, so here's, to catch up. Go ahead. So I was gonna say, here's the thing. Um, Sean is wearing an Anita Baker sweatshirt. And I'm sure if you want to test him, you can catch these hands, right? Like I'm sure All he has day, no problem. Every day. Day. So not so there problem. it's it's not exactly oh, the, the bigger <laughs> question I have for the two of you is is where does the the attitude stem from, right? Um, you know, like like well, it's that it's that this age old toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and selective memory. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like you talked about. And I think I popped an article today that talked about like the 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 way culture has switched up between what's deemed appropriate, depending right. on your male, female gender identity. Mm-hmm. Um, niggas used to wear skirts back in the days on a regular basis, but it was considered masculine. Um Ice Cube has pictures. I mean, sorry, Dr. Drake has pictures in fucking sequin pants when he first started. Sequin tops Girl. and bottoms with right. a jerry Our, curl. With a jerry curl. But this is selective memory. Um, and our parents, my dad in particular, we always tease him about how the reason why he has arthritis today is because he walked around in the holes of the 70s with his chest out. Like, so these are things that exist in our very recent history, but it seems like every they they grow like gremlins, these ideals of what masculinity is. Well, the thing that concerns what me not what concerns me now is I feel like it's a little more dangerous than it used to be, right? Absolutely. It, it, Absolutely. it used to be it used to be, you know, you're in eighth grade or whatever. And we can all be real on here. You, people used to toss around the word gay and all that stuff all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Right or wrong. We used to toss it around. But now you can't say that because mm-hmm. number one is wrong and we know better. But two, you can actually get somebody hurt by saying certain things or or right. labeling them a certain way. And that's the right. concern that I have with stuff like mm-hmm. this is that, look, man, you, you want to paint your nails, man, go paint your nails. What I, I told Sean mm-hmm. and, and one of our friends this the other day, my, my job as a human, right, is not to make everybody happy. But I have a responsibility not to try to make your day worse, right? Absolutely. That is that's that's it, and that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I've and always so, ra- I've raised my kids to n- you can't, you shouldn't, can't in my house make fun of someone for things that they cannot control. Kids control almost nothing in their lives: the clothes they wear, the food they eat, if they're overweight you know, mental health, none of that. So basically, if your friend walks in and is like, hey, I dyed my hair blue with Kool-Aid the other night, make fun of that nigga. That's fine. But this guy over here that you don't talk to um, that has, you know, ugly shoes on, he's not in control of that. So you can't make fun of that. Put it around. I, I, I dig. I dig what you're saying, but I gotta ask the question: Do you think that part of this this behavior, for lack of a better description, because we see it on the social media all the time, people may ask questions like, "Is it gay if I X, Y, and Z?" Right? Do social you think media adds a whole nother component. Yeah, it's, to it's a whole nother element. We don't even too. have enough time to discuss the social media part. Yeah, it you're adds right, a you're whole right about that. another because right the, the people that like us that frequent but we didn't grow up with social media so our kids grew we know up how to turn it off media. that's the thing exactly and there's a there's this thing and i i swear i'm not a, like a conspiracy theorist at all but i swear in the next 20 years they're going to discover how massive internet consumption has genetically changed how we function how we like, think how we process things mm-hmm, i can mm-hmm, see that mm-hmm. I can absolutely see that. no but but the question i have is do you think that the quote-unquote struggle for equality amongst amongst the lgbtq community and how fast they've advanced 
has caused some of this. Because nah, I know I, I think nah. I don't mean to cut you off, but I think we can stop right. I think people no, 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 have a people have a problem with with people in the LGBTQIA plus uh you know community, period. So we can that's a full stop right True. there, right? True. And yeah, and then and then yeah. there's a select group of ignorant people from all races, by the way, who are afraid of catching the gay, right? That's another problem. And then I think the the overriding issue is that a lot of people are surrounded by uh, peers where they cannot be themselves, what, whatever that means, mm. right? Like whatever that mm. means. Um, and if you're constantly surrounded by people that you can't express your authentic self to, then you're performing all day. And then when, when you factor in when you factor in social media and groupthink, then you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I better jump on top of this person as well because if I don't, people might think I'm like him or her, mm-hmm. and I don't want that. So let me go bully yeah. them as well, or whatever word we want to yeah. use, right? So yeah. that's the yeah. issue. Um, and and again, it's just it's a it's a spiraling. Um, I get a little bit upset about it because it's a spiraling thing. And I don't think people fully understand like what it means. I, my level it's a spiraling and I, confirmational yeah, bias. Like absolutely. absolutely. It's a vacuum. However, right. I, I do differ on your thought in one small, big, medium, whatever place. Hit is me. that a lot of the animosity about the LGBTQIA plus right. I want them to come up with a different name, but it needs to be shorter. Um Shorter, just so soundbite, but just, just um, from, a just lot from of marketing anim- standpoint. <laughs> yeah, basically, this, this nigga. confusion, animosity, yeah. whatever. Is that that movement has exceeded leaps and bounds from the civil rights movement that we're fighting on a daily basis, right? Um, and it's probably in my opinion, because that movement or that marginalized people contain a lot of white men. And I can, I can agree with that. Right. I've said that for a long time. Yeah. So, so black people are like, Hmm, like we've been fighting for 400 years. We had to fight for almost 400 years to get the right to vote. Or we had to fight for, you know, 359 years to get the right to get for our marriages to be, you know, legal under the United States law. Dig it. And here we are. But that doesn't mean that, um, and Asian Americans too, like it's the same type of, like, y'all just got here. We've been here. The fuck? type but there's a, i mean all of that like you said there's a whole well at least with that uh asian and pacific islander thing there's a whole methodology that goes behind how they came to the united states and why they have such a quote unquote closer proximity to whiteness than other mm-hmm. communities but that's i mean that's a another mm-hmm. that's another kettle of fish to break down i think yeah, one yeah, of the things why and why that is and the fact that it actually has come to fruition in law is a different you know yeah, uh, we, yeah. a different thing I, i'll give you that I'll give and you not that. to diminish any of these group struggles because black people struggle too and have been struggling yeah, right. for the longest yeah. Yeah. in this country yeah. aside from native americans right yeah. Yeah. so yeah. um that is where a lot of that lies um, a lot of that animosity lies and but it is what is it your friend's enemy is your enemy too or something some shit like that that yeah, uh, the enemy the enemy of your enemy is your friend yeah 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 yeah, yeah. No, I get right. what you're saying Let's I get what that. you're saying <laughs> I, I think I think it's just tough because I mean, the other thing is in addition to all the insecurities half these niggas just need therapy man you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. We don't we don't have to we don't have to flip this on to a therapy discussion, but that's a large part of it. If you don't have anybody who can coach you through your own insecurities and stuff like that, then you're mm-hmm. bound to go and mm-hmm. sort of fuck up other people's lives because what right. else are you supposed to do? I mean, mm-hmm. outside of the whole therapy thing, we I think and you broached on it briefly too, Key, that there needs to be a an intentionally different approach to how we parent in the black mm-hmm. community, right? And how we approach 
parenting. There is a theory or a movement called gentle parenting, which does a lot more conversation, has a larger conversational approach. It's a lot less uh, uh, based on punishment for wrongdoings, but teaching and correcting versus punishing. And I won't necessarily say that I fall into the gentle parenting construct as of yet, but I see its benefits if you want to raise strong and aware kids, not broken kids that ultimately mm -hmm. have to fix themselves along the way. One of the yeah, things that I, yeah, right. to, exactly. one of the things that I, I regret as an adult is not having a relationship with my father that allowed us to have open, honest, and un unbiased dialogue, right? And I say that because the con the, in the context of my father coming to this country, working three jobs, not necessarily being present for those quote unquote softer moments, Mm -hmm. It then creates mm -hmm. a person who does not know how to communicate with his children. So I know he didn't have the ability to communicate with me and my siblings. Absolutely. And thereby as raising his father a, did with him, as his exactly. father and, did and, with him. And in turn, yeah. raising these, these, having these moments to raise my kids and me you're having Nigerian, to learn. Right? Yeah. Having oh, to yeah, learn how to actually that. have a conversation <laughs> with my kids. This move, see, this is, I knew, I, I knew to verifying that it was going to be fighting going on. But no, I know that you and sandpaper when you was a baby. My, I'm I'm coming to North Carolina, and when no, we, when I see you, there's there's going to be problems. But I know that me and Vernon, we talk about this type of stuff all the yeah. time. Um, my son, for those who listen to the show, you guys know that I used to do amateur bodybuilding, and I love bodybuilding and combat sports. I love it. I love it. And my son recently said he wanted to get into, I don't want to say bodybuilding, but he's taking more focus on developing his body. Mm -hmm. How so old is he? I, he just turned, he just turned 13. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, he just turned, no, I'm sorry, I said 13. He just turned 14. He just turned 14 years old. And I never, I played sports, I did all those things, and I never had an opportunity to bond with my dad in that way. So having a chance to sit down with my son and we're just not only talking about this thing that he and I share this mm -hmm. passion for, mm -hmm. but then using that as an avenue to be able to impart other things along the way mm -hmm. is something I'm not going to lie to you. We had, I think it was about two weeks ago, I have a book of mine. It's called the Arnold Schwarzenegger's The Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding. I've had that book literally for 25 years. And I broke the book out, dusted it off, and showed it to him. Are and those we're going through still it. valid? I mean, I'm just asking. So no. That's, that's what that <laughs> All of it is still very fucking valid. Yes, everything is still valid. It took, it, it took you a while. I was I was okay, shocked by I was shocked by Keith's, by Keith's question. Oh, Arnie. I know I shouldn't have put you beautiful, two together. Beautiful moment. Listen, should you should have introduced us sooner. That was your fault. <laughs> but he and I That's sat down and we talked. He talked and I listened. And I talked and he listened. Mm -hmm. And it was a far stretch from anything that I could remember growing up in my childhood. And I mm -hmm. thought to myself for a second, what type of person would I have been or would I be now? If I had learned these lessons longer ago, or if mm -hmm. those behaviors and that mode of thinking were were reared differently, you get what but I'm saying? But you can't do that. You are exactly who you're well, supposed to be. I mean, I right? am who I am, regardless and of the good and the you, bad test. Yeah. And there are things such as, so my ex-husband didn't really know who his dad was. And he didn't have a good example of who a dad is. And he is my prime example of how you can build a good life from negative examples. It takes a lot to do that. Mm. Um, and not just negative examples, but he's definitely had, you know, figures in his life that, that felt father like his uncle and, you know, people he went to, you know, people he met when he came to Raleigh to go to school and all that stuff. But 
negative examples are a thing and people don't really talk about that. Like what I experienced as in any relationship that I am, I was in that I don't want anymore, but that takes self-awareness and self-awareness oftentimes takes therapy to know what hurt you to have this list of things that you don't want anymore. And those negative examples you use to build anti to the person or the interaction or the relationship that you want to have. Um, negative examples are a lot. There are a lot of men out here that didn't, and are not just black men, because that black man baby daddy shit is a myth. But there are a lot of men in this world who didn't have a father at all, or they had a father that wasn't present that have grown to be excellent fathers through interactions with other excellent fathers and through anti-negative examples in developing their own fathering methods. So my dad is an example. My dad is the best dad in the fucking world. And he didn't grow up with his father either. So it's not, that's not it. That's not the key. Mm-hmm. I but think I mean, it's go ahead V go ahead I was gonna say I think it's exactly what Key said and then I think also it is a willingness to understand to see the wrong right so uh, look mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people we're so mired in and bogged down with the everyday shit of life right whatever it is paying bills trying to trying to eat trying to figure out a relationship that you don't really have time to stop and see this stuff is not working the way it should so like with our son and my daughter they're so different they're both like brilliant in terms of intelligence, but they emotionally respond to things differently. Mm-hmm. And the mistake I made when they were kids, when they were little kids, like my son is about to turn eight, my daughter's about to turn 10. I said, oh, well, Lily, the older, my daughter, she's doing so well that I can just treat my son sort of the same way. That was a yeah. fucking mistake. Um, and I know some of your listeners are going to be like, you dummy, you should have known better. I mean, <laughs> I, this I, shit yes. don't come with a That's manual, my guy. Perhaps. It's not like, perhaps. Like, parenting is some shit, yo. Like, yeah, you, man. Like, <laughs> so I'm I had barely to... taking care of myself emotionally <laughs> and financially. Right. And then I got a whole life to do that with for, well, so I had to, for the rest I had to, of their li- my life. I had to look right. at everything, right? I had to actually mm-hmm. look at individual actions of every single moment of a day. Now, it sounds like a lot, but it really isn't because your kids are at school 80% of the day anyway, right? So it's really once they get home, am I bombarding him with negativity and a list of shit to do when he walks through the door? Little stuff like that, right? Or can I stop for a moment and be like, hey, man, how is everything? Anything happen I should know about? How did you feel when you left school? How did you feel Mm -hmm. while you were there? How was your lunch? Like, did Mm -hmm. all that kind of little mundane shit? I don't remember my parents asking me that, um, but but it matters, right? And mm-hmm. and so when I started to change a lot of that around, then my son started responding more. It took a while, mm-hmm. but he started responding more. And we turned the TV off, like period. We turned all the screens off, off, <laughs> every single one. Now you know you my turn... ex was going to do that a long time so, ago, and I didn't do it. Really it the by now. Shit. Well, so when you do it though, you when you so if you take the TV out because we use TV not because it makes them better, it's because it helps to give it's us time. Yeah, it it helps to give us time. So if you're going to take it away, you got to fill it with something, right? Um, So that's what we started doing. My wife found out this amazing thing. She found out that my son, he wouldn't read books unless they were comic books. So she started buying him books that were like Dogman, right? Dogman is this book that looks, it's a graphic novel. It looks like a regular book, but it's written in comic book panels. Now he reads all the time. So he doesn't watch TV. So he doesn't think of TV as a punishment. Mm-hmm. Right, and these are things to Keisha's, to Keisha's point. These are things you only know when you're willing to open your fucking eyes and sort of investigate but your listen, own mistakes. And mm. this is Good definitely no point. detriment to our parents or our parents' parents. Exactly, right? Exactly. They did it's the best. It's an they could. evolution, just like the 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 whole concept of. And I don't want this to start a rabbit hole, guys, but I have to say this this way: the whole concept of generational wealth is that. From its inception, wherever your family is, you take the lessons and the money from the previous generation, flip it over to the current generation. Y'all learn, build, make more money, flip it over to the current generation. Parenting is the exact same way, right? Mm 
And they're just, we had this huge deficit 400 years ago. We just started the black family in America, what? A hundred, 200 years ago? Yeah, but let me let me say this too, though, because Keisha's talking about generational wealth, and this is important. When we talk about generational wealth, we always focus on the money. Keisha mentioned lessons and money, and that's important, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. The good and the bad lessons, right? Like teaching yeah. your right. kids, hey, man, I made this mistake when I was a little kid, and this is what happened Don't when I it. did it. Mm-hmm. Don't do it because of X. Right, right, right. right. It, but but if right. you do do it, I will be here to help you if you do exactly. it. Anyway. Exactly. These are things that you, you got to exactly. know this stuff. You, and, and, and these are things this- that it comes with age. It comes we have this overwhelming Facts. need in our community to put our kids out when they're 18 years old. Absolutely not. I would have, my parents didn't put me out, I, but they were always there for me. It seems like this detachment syndrome. I was talking to some friends the other day and we, I don't know how, but we got on like. Is that common? Is that like a common thing? It is a common thing in the black community. They can want them niggas out when they're 18. That's but weird because I remember a, I was that's going. That's a question. That's wild, though, man. Because yeah. culturally, like with other with other cultures, that doesn't that listen. Doesn't yes, happen. we were talking about like Chinese debt, right? So, like, I don't think I think oh, again, old people TV, estate planning, funeral costs, blah mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Get this insurance to pay off your debt when you die, so it doesn't pass on to your like, so your uh, your children aren't responsible for it. But in China. That shit rolls from generation to generation. So great, great, great. You could still be paying off great, great, great grandma's debt today. However, their sense of generational family wealth is way different from ours. Because you just can't pass me my great great grandma's debt and i've never met her i don't know what she looks like i don't know you know i don't know her at all um and we don't do that here but we expect our kids at 18 to know to what know the, the fuck they want to do world with and go the rest do of their lives yeah. did well, you the, know at 18 years old what you know but to the, do? but the reason why i asked you is that comment is because i remember my parents and I sitting down, I'm saying, I'm going to college. So I'm leaving the house because I'm going mm-hmm. to college. I'm staying, but I came home every summer. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then when I and when I graduated yeah. from college, I came back home. So I've mm-hmm. heard this Me discussion with some, of my other, with some of my other friends. I've heard it. So I guess it is yeah. more common than I thought. But your but friends that wild didn't go so to college, many, their parents were like, you need to go to the mirrors here, but you got to uh, leave uh, out of here. Okay. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. But, I mean, but even, st- I've, I've known folks that even... Whether that whether they went to into the military or not, that their parents were very eager to get them out the house once they yep. became of age, and I, it, like I said, it's always blown my mind because is Indian culture, good. Caribbean culture, African culture, in many instances, maybe not yeah. all, but many instances, you stay there until you find a mate, and then you decide to get married. Mm-hmm. For whatever length of time that is, because mm-hmm. you're leaving your family to create your own your. Your, yep. that nuclear family to create your new nuclear family. Yep. The, but, the debt thing is interesting. I like. I agree with Keisha. The debt part of it is interesting. I do think there are some valuable lessons to learn to going out there and trying to fend for yourself. The problem is 18 is a bit young, um, yeah. especially if you don't have the safety net of college, right? So if you don't have a dorm that's paid for and stuff like mm-hmm. that, then yeah, 18 mm-hmm. is a little bit young to just get in the park. Especially yeah. in today's economy. Like my son, yeah. he did move, he moved out last year around this time, right? Mm-hmm. And he's been living there. So his roommates are um, graduated. They're moving out. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you got to find new roommates because ain't nowhere for you here. Like you can't come back. Home. You can't come back home, but I'm here to help you. Like I'll help you until you... Yeah figure mm-hmm. out a way to adult your way through this lack of two roommates, right? Right, right, um, right. But what I was going to say is that we don't, like, yes, same as you, I went to college, lived in the dorm, came home, and my parents were there for me and continued to be there for me after I had my husband and kids and, and stuff, and they continued to be, luckily, thank God here to me here for me to this day, mm-hmm. but that's an evolution for them. Cause their parents were like, get the fuck out. Right. Right. Interesting. My daddy's mom was like, go to the military. And my mom's mom and, and dad 
my mom's mom passed away. And so she ended up moving to from North Carolina to DC to live with one of her older siblings. So like just go flee the nest. Hmm. So Sean can 18 is nothing. 18 is nothing. You don't know anything at 18 years old. And 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 those skills that you need to be successful at adulting are taught. They should be taught. They can be learned the hard way through a lot of angst and anguish and money lost. Yeah, right. But God those man. skills you need to be good at adulting are taught. So teach your kids that shit. If you're going to put your kid out at 18 years old, they need to have a large enough allowance and bill bills from the time they're 15, 13 years old. If they don't pay their bill, they don't get whatever. You know what I'm saying? But we're not doing that. That I could understand. So at 18 years old, this kid knows that if they don't pay their phone bill, their phone bill gets shut off. If they don't pay their light bill, their lights get shut off. But we're not teaching that. But I think that's part of the mental struggle. Hmm? And I think that's part of the whole mental struggle, though, because like you said, these parents more than likely went through something similar. So they say, Mm -hmm. okay, my kids are 18 now. They got to leave the house. They'll figure it out the same way I figured it out. It's the same response that you typically hear with parents that give their kids spankings. It's like, well, you know, it happened to me. I turned out all right. They might as well just go out there. They'll figure it out. They'll be all right. Mm -hmm. Not knowing that these things compound on top of one another every single step along the way. And I think just to wrap it up, this whole mental health thing and the projection Mm -hmm. of men and its mask and masculinity. That example that you gave, Key, about how your parents were there for you continuously and they they made sure in some I know it's a level of growth. I don't want to take that away from your from your example. But because you are a woman, I think that that's a strong reason for why that is. Because typically we find in American culture, I don't want to venture off, but in American culture, we are more willing to nurture women than we are to nurture men. We're more willing to allow When you begin to interview them at 12 or 13, they tell you about a lot of love that they have for their friendships. They talk about wanting that kind of intimacy with other boys. I think friends are the things that kept me composed in the hardest times that I had. As boys got older, they began to tell a very different story. They'll say things like, uh, no homo in response to a question about intimate friendships. That question to them has now become a gay question rather than a question about just their friendships, which is how they heard it when they were 13 or 14. No homo was used a lot among my straight friends. Because of we don't want to seem as if we're being uh, gay towards each other or saying gay terms. That reveals the culture because the fact they're equating friendship with gayness is a part of American culture of masculinity. Somehow to be a boy, to be grow into a man, you have to be emotionless. We're more willing to allow, we're more willing to allow women to express themselves emotionally than we are to allow men to express themselves emotionally. Even as young boys, we often, you often hear it. Toughen up. You don't cry. Mm-hmm. You'll, you like, be, it is, be a it's man. Prevalent. You it's you prevalent. It's prevalent in the culture. And let's be let's let's be real. This comes from both genders. This comes from men and women. Yeah, yeah. They reinforce these same the same stereotype. I will never forget one of the last things I my mom said to me after I got married. It was like right before we went away from my my honeymoon. He said she's like, I know you've been living with your uh, with your wife for a while, but I want, now you are married. There is no escaping it. You need to t- you need to make sure that you are tough. Women don't like a soft man. And I said, "What do you mean by a soft man?" And she said things that weren't necessarily. I don't want to. I want. I don't want. I, I can't say it verbatim, but basically, like she needs to know that a man is going to be a man. And I think that that's part of the problem is that there isn't this definition this hardcore definition of what a man is and then when you think about what you expect or think that a man is it's typically someone who's stoic that doesn't speak doesn't tend to show emotion is not very engaging and 
really is willing to put up with a lot of shit. Okay? I'm going to I'm going to ask you guys this million dollar question, and then we can move on to something that's less uh, stomach rearing. Um, who do you think? And I use the term loosely deserves to be able to say what a man or masculinity should look like. Because both genders, let's keep it funky, both genders have their idea of what they believe a man should be or look like, or what masculinity, I should say, looks this like. It's probably not the right thing to say, but when I have dudes on my timeline that are constantly posting about what women should be, and they should just be women. So I think it's held to y'all. Y'all have your own conversation over there about okay. what okay, that's fair. what masculinity should be, and we have oh, you got that feminine energy, you got that mask. Who the fuck made this shit up? Like everybody, like a truly balanced person is made up of both, and just like racial identity, like gender identity is a uh, like these roles you th- are, you think all are of fluid? dictated. I don't know. I don't, I mean, fluid, but how long? Like, I feel like there's a constipation there that has existed for a long time. But, okay, okay. Well, no, like, who, like, there, there are historic male and female gender roles. And it, at some point in history, the shit just stuck, and that's how it was, right? Okay. I don't take I out the trash. My kids take out the trash. My boys take out the trash. Um, but, I don't think it's for really. Are you willing to say that you do not think that it's for women to tell men what masculinity looks like? I I, I do agree with that. I can tell you what I like. And if you don't fit what I like, then we just not fucking with each other. That's 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 fair enough. And people try to fit this. Oh, he paying half the bills. Oh, he's half a man. Like, Find someone who, and I'm so tired of that conversation, by the way, so tired, but find someone who thinks the same way as you do, because there's so many vectors of thought in this country. Mm, I dig it. V, what do you think, man? I think that, look, people can say what they want, right? I I think this goes back to what we said earlier in the show. if you if you are comfortable with yourself, be whatever that is. Uh, make sure it doesn't infringe upon somebody else's happiness, obviously, right? Got it. But if you're comfortable with yourself, be it. My wife can have expectations of what she believes masculinity is, and I can choose to to either adhere to those or not. Like I think I think masculine people should learn how to fix cars. Listen, I'm not going to fix a car a day in my life. I work really really hard, so I don't have to, right? But I go 100%. outside. I, I go outside and mow the yard because I think that I should, and because I think it's a good way, an easy way to burn some calories. So that part is that part is absolutely, as Keisha said, you know, sort of fluid. At the same time, my wife is the breadwinner in our relationship, um, and, and, and I have OCD, or I don't want to say that. I don't want to say I have OCD because I think that minimizes people actually do. I'm super organized with everything. So You're very anal about your shit. I yeah, that, so 100%. all of the traditional gender roles that fall into the house – I clean up because I like the house clean. <laughs> it's not even. It's not. It's not about it being like uh, it's woman's work or anything like that. I just want you my shit clean. You got a brother or a cousin or you something. <laughs> so so you know this, we have a we have a team teamwork sort of mentality, you know, and and the teamwork mentality works. And you mm-hmm. know you want to be the breadwinner, go be the breadwinner. While you do that, I'm the one that's uh, my job is less stressful than hers. So why wouldn't I make dinner if I can learn how to cook some shit, right? Why wouldn't I throw mm-hmm. some shit in yeah. the air fryer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the, again, my job is to not make stuff worse in the house. And so and, a lot of men have that leadership. block there, that, that gender role block yeah. that doesn't allow them to enter in a true partnership with a woman. Because times have changed. Like, niggas got to understand, women, black women have more degrees than y'all can ever imagine, right? We're making more money than y'all can ever imagine. I am not my grandmother who's completely dependent silly, on a nigga to, like... It's not the same situation. Yeah, life is it's yeah, not the same circumstance. It's <laughs> yeah, not it's the same different. society, environment, or financial situation. It's not so the same. I have... So those are completely like the roles are completely different. Like just throw them away. 
So Sean, I'll give you a quick, a quick story. I'll, I'll make this quick because I know we got to bounce or whatever. Um, when we were dating, uh, my wife and I, or girlfriend at the time, um, I used to hold these mixers. So kind of like, you know, before the podcast stuff really took off and people used to, used to go to somebody's house and you had to, you know, have wine and cheese and all that. So I had like 30 people in my house and got the we were having a, board. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, telling yeah. me before they gave right. it the fancy name. And so, um, <laughs> we asked people at the place to submit questions. And so somebody said something to the effect of, well, do you think men and women should be equally yoked as far as their education? And my girlfriend at the time, she said, well, yeah, I want somebody to be as educated as me, right? And everybody was like, oh, that's terrible. What if he's a garbage man and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, <laughs> the, I'm like, the, and there's nothing wrong with being a garbage man, but I'm like, the woman is telling y'all right now what she wants and y'all are still dismissing her as she's telling you what right, she yeah. wants, right? Mm -hmm. My wife, mm -hmm. I have an MBA, okay? My wife has uh, a law degree and she graduated number two in her class. Do you really believe <laughs> that a woman graduating number two in her class is likely going to make less money than her husband in any capacity, generally, right? So yeah. if you're going to be that yeah. kind of man that has those egos and things like that, then you need to move around and let somebody else come in that can deal right. with it, right? Yeah. That's just what it is. So I knew, for, I knew early on, we've been married like 13 years, I knew... When she got her first, uh, I don't know if they call it a report card in law school, but you get your grades back. I saw her grades and I was like, oh, shit. Like, she ain't joking. Like, she's for real. And then my mind, then my mind shift changed to, yeah, dog, my mind shift shifted to, okay, don't get in her way. Like, whatever it is, don't get in her way. And and now, 13 years later, two kids and all that, we're, we're, we're doing the teamwork thing. But, you know, that's a mentality. You got to get that. And you yeah. either have yeah. that or well, you That's don't. a whole nother show. That is a whole nother show. Like, Correct. There's a I lot of that. men in, that were in your position when they saw her report card that would say to themselves, get in her way. Yeah. Yeah. So I that, that like, that. yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. And that's amazing. Yeah. But there are lots of that just don't want to. Because jealousy is a motherfucker. It is, well, and that's well, or or the or the or the gender role that the gender roles. Provided, which is yeah, the nah. gender role thing. But I, no, but yeah. I think part of, but I think right. that that's like the jealousy steeps into it because it's like as the man you should be X Y and Z, and the right, fact that right, she right. is well, so here but I, and you're not. But that's but I think. But those were made when women did not work. Like exactly. I don't understand how to fuck exactly. people. Don't understand that. I dig those it. I dig societal it. rules were made when women could not and did not work. Yeah, we like, works now. We, yes. we make $150,000 a year. Yes. Like, like we work. Works now. Like the right to bear arms, right? When they wrote right. that, they weren't talking yeah. about AK-47s. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Don't do. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. that. You, you, you have, have to. Lack checking that box. You got to adapt your mentality over time, man. It's got to change. Yeah. And if you can't, if you can't yeah. adapt, and you can't, you can't make your. So we talked about like you know fluidity of gender roles. If you can't just make your mindset fluid. And, and right. sort of say, hey, man, I was wrong. I, I went and thought about some shit. And I, it turns out I was wrong. I was wrong. Um, yeah. You know, that's a problem. That's a big part of marriage, my guy. That's a big part of being in any relationship. That's a big being part of growing growing up, though. That's growing up. Facts. Like, Facts. you could be single. You could be single and be making Facts. those mistakes. I give, like, I give you that. Growing you up that. is saying, you know what? I did this shit wrong for a couple years or maybe a couple weeks. And now, now I know that it. it's different. I got to do it right now or do something yeah. different. Yeah, like self awareness yeah. and accountability Absolutely. is huge yeah. in long term relationships. Yeah, yes, indeed. It yes, is. indeed. All right, we're going to wrap it up with this. Uh, yep. Earlier today, or no, yesterday, I believe, Vernon posted something that I thought was extremely fascinating. He said, if you flash back to the 1990s, what hip hop album would you be listening to? And I was stuck. Because 1998 was probably the best era or best year for hip hop. It was, it was the, the first. Best, yeah. It was the first time that rap music, hip hop music, outsold country music, which was has always been the number one selling medium or music in the United States, or, or at that time anyway. Right. That's when we became and 98, the pop culture. A, 98, a bunch of bangers dropped. So I'm going to ask you two <laughs> this same question because I want you guys on the record. Yeah. It's 1998. What album are you possibly playing as you are riding around in your car? What CD are you dusting oh, out of your Definitely. of your sleeve of your CD booklet so, and putting in the player? I'm gonna let Keisha go first on this because I saw her. You music said CD, but I I did yeah. singles and some albums in their totality. So, Equimini, the only Black Eyed Peas album that I listened to behind the front. <laughs> Um, cause I don't fuck with Fergie like that, and they did that, they did that chick wrong, like for real. 
Um, and a bunch of singles like "You Knew My Steez that out that that single came out. Um, the Goody Mob's first album came out that year. Big Pun, Twins, like come yeah. on, really? Okay. Um, Black Star came out that year. Like that was one love the Love Movement by Tribe Called Quest. There's so there's a whole lot more that I did not put. Yeah, no, no, I, I dig it. I dig it. V, Lyricist Lounge. Lyricist Lounge. Oh, oh my god. That Sean, I wanna I wanna see I wanna see I wanna see most of my time to Keisha because her music bona fides are better than mine. The question was actually <laughs> it's it's nineteen ninety eight and you're outside. What music you is playing? And I distinctly okay, I, apologize. I, I distinctly remember like hard knock life playing over and over again. It's like all day. Yeah. Like everywhere mm-hmm. we went, it was playing. So I mean, that was on there. I saw the uh, "I Don't Want to Be a Player Anymore." I think that was on yes, there. Indeed, that there was, was like two too. two DMX songs, like Rough Riders and something else. Stop, drop. Uh, yeah. That was on there. So those are the songs I remember on the radio at the time. Because um, what was I fifteen in nineteen ninety eight? So I wasn't driving yet. So okay. yeah, you know. So this would have been okay. outside hooping, playing basketball, or at okay. work at the okay. movie theater. Nah, I dig it. I, for me, like I said, it was a very was tough old. thing because um, I had just started 1998. I was probably just getting, I had probably just enlisted. Oh, yeah, wow. probably just enlisted. So I had a little bit of Were money you in like my pocket. years old? Yes, indeed, ma'am. Yes, indeed. I'm so right much out older of, Right out of high school. How old right are you, Sean? Don't. I mean, if I, so in 1998, it explains a lot of your. It explains a lot this, of your comments, Sean. Nah, this motherfucker burned it. I swear to God, burned it. I know. Are you older? I was than, twenty-two are you older in nineteen ninety-eight. I'm forty-eight. I'll be forty-nine this year. Yeah, but I have give, frequent you don't give flyer miles, Vernon. You don't give off. What'd you say? Vibes. She doesn't give off forty-nine. Uh, your I give vibes. her. I, I give her you, that. But you, but your answers now seem like if you're what are you forty-five? No, Vernon, your math is is terrible. You got a lot I'm of gray 40, hair, Sean. It's all in the all in the thing up here. It's a lot of gray. You got you the Booker T, hair, the so Booker T fro, the Frederick Douglass fro. It would be gray. I'll See, this is, this is this is this no, is no my well yeah probably but not not as gray. This, this is I I used to like you at one point, but you always come on this show and you do this. I look. I tried <laughs> to, you you try to do you tried to do this to me in my home. So why would Keisha, you? Might, we're all at home. Keisha, he believes he believes that because he has the Frederick Douglass haircut with the edge up. And the Anita Baker sweater that he can get away with not saying he's not forty five. Are you forty five? Are you forty? You son of a bitch! I just said I'm forty three years old. You ah, okay, this motherfucker! I just I just want you. To I put was it on just record. doing the math. Listen, the no, yeah. the fighting. The I've, I Vernon, I've got frequent flyer miles. Florida is not too far away. You motherfucker! But but honestly, yeah, honestly, I just turned forty three. Honestly, okay. uh, I, you were way yeah. older than me. So did I. Yo, the way we go to fight. I'm just, hey, man. Anyways, like listen, I said, I'm listen. just enlisting, and I had a little bit of money in my pocket, so I was buying albums left and right. So I know the Hard Knock Knife was getting played in the car. Yeah, it's I everywhere. know that. I know Respiration was getting played in the car. That Black Star album was Jeez. played until that shit blew the Can fuck up. Can I tell up. my story, though? Can I know I Big Pun. I know that Capital Punishment was in my ride every fucking day. And I can't but listen to Wu-Tang. So, you know, that was getting done, too. Mm-hmm. So, but you Keisha, can. with a Y. No, never mind. That's, I'm, I'm married with children. That doesn't happen as easily as it used to be. I've been married. Keisha with a Y. Whatever. <laughs> Please tell our listeners where they can find you if they'd like to find you, what you're getting involved in, so that they can uh, check you out if they want to do that. Hey, y'all. I um, actually just started a blog. It's called No One Would Believe. Um, it started off as a different concept, but I just kind of shifted. So I've got one blog out there, another one in the next few weeks, next week or so. Um, I'm also a co-host on the podcast, Straight to Tape. Um, you can find us on Instagram, S2T Podcast. Um, and we've got some cool stuff coming up. We're celebrating hip hop in its 50th year this year. Um, election season's kicking up. So that is our prime time to talk yeah. shit and take names. Um, so, yeah, kick, uh, get us at uh, S2T Podcast on Instagram, um, S2T Media on youtube like and follow and find me no doubt v if you want to share 
your bona fides and your contact information. Please feel free to do that, sir. Yeah, you can find me talking shit on Sean's page. Uh, Every single and, fucking day. And, and now <laughs> dropping memes on Keisha's page. If you want to see me on Instagram, I'm at Jack Mirius Tech Theoretrix 06. Uh, that name, <laughs> listen, you're not going to know how to spell the how name. How many Just, letters is that? <laughs> It's from Key and Peele. I, I knew as soon as Sean was like, I, I heard, I heard that. Like, I was like, you motherfucker. I was like, I was like, here we go. So, just you'll find me. It's all good. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a pleasure, man. It was good to be on your show. I'm glad that y'all are still doing this, and I think it's good that you you continue to have a voice in the space. Uh, and I'm proud of you for the work that you're putting out. Oh, fellas, get therapy, get therapy, and and Zion, stop impregnating porn stars. No, she she said that he he, he failed at that. So. I want to make sure oh, that clear right What's happening here? <laughs> yeah, it's. A, I'll, I'll I'll bring you on for the next conversation yes. when we talk about yeah, Zion yeah, yeah. doing it to porn stars. But anyway, yes, I want to thank Zion? you guys for joining us. Zion Williamson, the basketball Williamson. player. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's not Jesus. my thing. Okay. Yeah, it's gross. It's okay. gross. Don't, it's not even worth it. <laughs> but I am big old Mister in the Black himself. I want to thank you guys, Keisha with a, with a Y. Thank you for showing up, taking time out to kick it with me, Vernon. Always appreciate it. Love you, my man. I want to thank you guys for joining us for another incredible episode. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to kick with us, and we appreciate it. Make sure you follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. You can come on over to our website, www.intheblackpodcast.com, and check out past episodes of the show. And if you really want to be down, please consider coming over to our Patreon, where you can get behind the scenes and all the off the hook shit. You will not <laughs> regret it. But as always, until next time, informed intelligent in the black peace